0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers.
1: Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take
0: it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. (laughs) Good afternoon and welcome into today's
2: edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us here on this a little bit warmer Tuesday than it was a Monday here in the Eastern Panhandle. So it's a little bit warmer. I believe it's above 33 degrees. What? A whole 33 degrees. It's Very a 33 warm. degrees? That's what the uh, yeah. computer says right here. 36 wow. now. It's a high oh, of 46. Wow. Uh, we Hopefully, as of right now, we are going to broadcast a baseball game this evening. Yes. And it's a are. new time for the game. was originally set for 7 p.m. Now it's a 5 p.m. first pitch, so we're going on at 4.40 p.m. on radio and TV and on YouTube. So that game is... Jefferson at Musselman, and uh, it should be uh, an interesting ballgame. I know there's a couple guys, at least for Musselman, that really stick out, including uh, Jason Myers. Uh, he's done pretty well so far when he's played this year. Uh, you got the basketball players uh, that we talked about when we had uh, head coach Hartman on the show. You got Trenton Wolf, Calvin Klempner, uh, and then you've got some football players on there as well, like Baden Hartman and Kobe Heslitt. Uh, to, to name just a, a couple that are you know this roster is looks pretty good on paper
1: yeah i think they're off to a, a decent start as, as well so um you know musselman will try to compete with jefferson who's known for being really the top program in this area uh and i think it should be a competitive game jefferson's had a great start to the season um already have the win over martinsburg they have good pitching that's been proven so far this season Uh, and their bats got going against some lesser teams uh, this past weekend so um, you know, they're a young team, I think Musselman has a little bit more experience than Jefferson coming back this year Musselman had a decent season last year so I think it'll be a fun game Um, obviously Musselman playing at home too could play their advantage a little bit tonight so uh, we'll see how this one goes, obviously a 5pm start so Earlier than normal for both teams. Jefferson typically starts at six when they're at home, and Musselman typically plays at seven. Uh, but I would presume that's mainly because of the cold. They're hoping that the sun's out during the game, so get that five PM start, and uh, should be a good game like most EPAC games I think will be this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, Musselman's last ball game out was Friday against University, where they fell six to two. Uh, but they they've won. Uh, Two out of the three EPAC games they've played in so far. They opened the season with a three to one victory at Spring Mills, and they beat or they fell to Washington seven to two on mon- last Monday, and then uh, last Tuesday they beat Hedgesville in extra innings, ten to nine, behind a Jason Myers uh, walk off single. So uh, obviously looking good so far in EPAC play, and you know you like that good early season AAA test for you uh, in uh, going to play at University. And we talked yesterday kind of about, uh, how baseball and really how a lot of sports in the Eastern Panhandle are are hard to schedule, but I mean, you like seeing a, a, you know, an early test against a a university team also in triple A instead of playing some low single A or double A teams.
3: Yeah, they still, uh, fell, but I won't count out Musselman tonight. It'll be, uh, nice to finally see them play since we haven't done so, but, uh, It'll be interesting to see who Jefferson pitches tonight because I'd expect them to uh, save Sammy Roberts for tomorrow against Washington since Washington's off to a uh, hot start as well and has some really good pitching. So it'll be interesting to see who the uh, next man up is for that rotation there for Jefferson. We know that they have great pitching, but we don't know who the next guy is just yet so i expect that uh to see that tonight and see how well they do
2: yeah and looking at jefferson they've only given up five runs this year uh and one of those runs was to martinsburg they gave up three at more or against morefield and one against morefield and the other doubleheader so Pitching wise, we've talked about them at length so far this year. They're they're looking pretty good pitching wise, uh, but it's going to be a tough week for uh, some of these teams this week, especially for Musselman tonight. I mean, you look at Musselman's schedule here uh, this week. If everything plays out the way that it should, uh, tonight they got a ball game. Then tomorrow they're at Frankfurt. Then Thursday they're home versus Briar Woods out of Virginia. Then Friday they're home against Oak Hill or maybe they're away i uh, don't it might be a neutral site ball game i'm not too sure uh and then they play a doubleheader at george washington on saturday so unless the game thursday which has a chance of getting postponed because there's a big chance of storms coming through the area that's a long stretch of days consistently playing ball games and not being able to just have a little practice time
3: well since that uh storm possibility there thursday is in the forecast that's why uh a game that was scheduled between Jefferson and Washington yeah. that was supposed to be on Thursday is now gonna be played uh tomorrow, tomorrow at on 5. Wednesday
2: at 5 p.m no it's at six
3: you are correct it is at six For the game reason, tonight's at that five it' was both five but yeah you are correct
2: but obviously kind of this spring this odd springtime which they didn't have to deal with last year because they started a whole month later and uh you know maybe some rain here and there but this really cold weather has really disrupt uh what' these teams are trying to get going
3: yeah, and that's just how you have to uh, play here in the area. It's what you're going to get is either rain, I guess uh, snow sometimes here and there too, and cold weather. It's not the uh, best weather for baseball, but you got to play with uh, what you do have or, as we saw yesterday, postpone it to May and hope that it's better.
1: I actually think it's a pretty good chance Sammy Roberts pitches tonight based on uh, who's thrown as of late uh for Jefferson uh Roberts hasn't pitched since the Martinsburg game so he's fresh it would make sense for him to go tonight and then maybe somebody else tomorrow uh
2: yeah I hadn't looked at that yet I wasn't get I wasn't there yet probably after the show I was going to go deep dive into some of that stuff uh but other teams in action tonight Hedgesville takes on Hanley out of Virginia at 6 p.m and Spring Mills takes on Washington at 7 p.m uh So definitely a night of EPAC baseball here. You got uh, five teams out of the six teams in action.
3: So since you just said it's Spring Mills, Washington, tonight it'll be interesting to see how well both Jefferson and Washington does uh, tomorrow having to do back-to-back days game-wise.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that'll be something. And, you know, Washington obviously looking good so far here in the EPAC. Spring Mills still trying to kind of get up, to where everybody else is and uh i think early season epac games may help that because if you could take what you've done then you go down to south carolina to the mingo bay classic and you come back maybe you got one or two conference games maybe a little bit more than one or two you've got about two weeks left in the season at that point when you come back um it definitely should help them out going into sectionals
3: yeah you want to be uh playing your best baseball there come the mingo bay classic so that your team can get hot to make a uh, final push to hopefully help your seating come playoff time
2: yeah so they come back uh and tuesday april 26th they're at washington friday and this is spring mills right? yes spring mills friday they're home versus hedgesville and then may 3rd they're taking on jefferson at jefferson so oh, they've got three, three conference tough games. three tough games there to finish out the regular season
1: Yeah, I mean, every game at this point when you're playing in the EPAC is going to be tough, Um, and these teams are still kind of figuring each other out. You're trying to see who's going to pitch well against certain teams, certain matchups uh, from the pitching perspective, from the hitting perspective. Again, see who maybe hits well against certain pitchers or in certain situations. So it's very early in the year um, for a team like Spring Mills who's been off to a slow start. Like you said, you get these early matchups now. Maybe then later in the year you can, uh, or in the middle part of your schedule, you can kind of build some confidence with your team and then yeah. get that second look and, and see if you can uh, knock these teams off the second time around. But I think we've said it a lot. Uh, a lot of these teams have experience. I think it's going to be a very competitive season in the EPAC.
2: All right, well, that'll do it for this first segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix. And we're brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the Axel Auto app. And you can go to HagerstownFord.com for more. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Uh, That'll do it for this segment of the first segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back in two minutes, and uh, we will talk uh, some basketball, a lot of stuff going on in basketball Uh, Whether that be the final four in the women's side uh, or in the NBA ranks. We'll talk about that next when we come back on today's edition of the Sports
4: Mix. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up, no questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Ram's quarterback, Tyson Vagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car, signed, sealed, and delivered from Hegerstown Ford.
0: This is Ben Copenhaver, your local alarm professional at Dynamark Atlantic Security. Did you know that home break-ins are 6% more likely during the day? That's right. The bad guys know when you're away, and they are smarter than you think. Dynamark Atlantic Security has the security solutions for you. Don't commit the error when the game is on the line. Phone me today at 304-671-2158 to learn how to play good defense against the bad guys. Dynamark Atlantic Security. Call today at 304-671-2158. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Welcome back into this Tuesday, March 29th edition of the Sports Mix. March is almost over. I feel like it just started, and we were talking about uh, sectionals and regionals for girls and boys hoops here in the EPAC. Now, we're almost into April.
4: Yep.
2: Crazy, crazy times here, uh, but uh, we'll start out talking some uh, basketball. NBA, look around the NBA, not a lot to talk about here uh, locally yet. Still no games yesterday, so we don't have a lot to talk about. Uh, let's talk about... The Warriors. We know the Wizards beat up on them the other night. Uh, they're without Steph Curry. They're just kind of falling
5: to the wayside. Yeah, they're without Steph and they're without Draymond Green too. They've, what what happened to him? Uh, he's he's been hurt. He, he, no, he came back. Did he really?
2: He played against the Wizards. Yeah, and he probably. came back a couple weeks ago because I was watching a game on ESPN. It just popped up after Sports Center or whatever was coming on, and he came back. It was his game. The returning, or no, yeah, that was that against was the Wizards at the or when the Wizards were at the yeah. Warriors couple weeks back he had come back because it was the first time I mean, all three guys again
3: I don't know but no well. it was
2: the
5: first time all their three splash bros or whatever they call them well so they were was... together for one game this year the yeah that was that yes, or- that was, the, yes, Wizards that was game. the Wizards game and then Steph got hurt and then you know they've been on a downward swing ever since so yeah they're they're an interesting team because they got off to a really good start this year along with with Phoenix and the Pacific Division They were, I think, they won 18 of their first 20 games, and then the injury bug bit them. And ever since then, they've just kind of rotated having, uh, you know, one or none of their three superstar players for the majority of the season. So, you know, it's it's a bad loss. They had a bad loss against Washington. They lost badly against Memphis last night, who's looking great right now, by the way, is the two seed in the West. So, yeah, it wasn't one game; it was two games, sir. Okay, two games, my mistake. But you still like It was the Wizards and then the Celtics. You know, that's that's just you know,
3: it's unfortunate. And that was probably the game that Curry got hurt in. Yeah,
5: yeah.
2: But they did appear in two games together. So
3: Well, I
1: think for Golden State, one positive to all the injuries is Jordan Poole has stepped up uh big for them to give them kind of that third guard that maybe they were lacking before off the bench or in the starting lineup, depending on uh, how they want to play it with their team. So, you know, they get Curry back. I think they're a team come playoff time that can turn it on, even if they haven't really played as a complete unit this season. Because, I mean, Draymond Curry and Steph – or <laughs> Draymond Curry and, and Clay, uh, all know how to play together. They've played their whole careers pretty much together. So, um you know, I think they'll be okay come playoff time. The West is very competitive. The East is extremely competitive right now, which is one game separating uh, the, the, top top four? Seeds, yeah, the top four yeah. seeds so essentially. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, you know, Golden State I think is still very much a contender, even though they've dropped off. Uh, when you have the best shooting backcourt in the NBA, and you know, experienced coaching staff led by Steve Kerr and an experienced uh, team overall. I think they uh stand a good chance
5: yeah you just have to wonder though i mean if they've struggled so much with health this year if that's gonna be a trend that continues come playoff time because their big three just has not seen the floor enough together with each other this season and you know they know how to play with each other they've obviously won a lot of rings together but i don't know i i can't help but think there might be some rust if the three of them are ready to play with each other in the playoffs that they might not be as good as they used to be and also you know the Warriors were at their peak with this big three, this core you know five six, seven years ago. I mean, they won their first championship together in twenty fifteen. These guys are not the same youthful guys they were back then. you know now they're old, they get injured a lot i I don't think they're the same team that they used to be, so will they be dangerous in the playoffs? Yeah, sure, but also, as you mentioned nick the the West is very competitive as it always is and if they continue to lose this badly, like they have been the last couple games, they might slip in the in the standings. They might become a four seed or a five seed. You know, they might not be a top three seed by the end of the regular season. Who knows?
1: Well, even where they're at right now, they'd play Denver in the first round. I mean, that's not an easy first round matchup. So, you do make a good point there. But I do think that if they're able to get them back, you know, within the next week and kind of get a few games under their belt. The chemistry will come back, and Golden State will be a very formidable opponent. I still don't see them coming out of the West necessarily, but I think they could make it to the conference finals. I think I think Phoenix, though, is going to come out again of the yeah. West.
5: The, the Suns are just dominant right now. They are pretty clearly far and away the best team in the league this year. Devin Booker should rightfully get some MVP consideration. Uh, I had that actually as a topic today. I was wondering who you guys think is is the front runner in the MVP gonna, race
2: i was going to bring that up yeah
5: oh sorry sorry to <laughs> you're jumping
2: defender. too far ahead mr topic maker he's just transitioning yeah
5: yeah if you
1: will
2: well all go right. ahead go lead into it <laughs> NBA NBA nvp discussion uh we'll start with you colin over there i know who you're going to pick
3: yeah i've that's why i wanted waiting, to start you. Uh, i've we been all waiting for this topic for okay. a while now And even though it's kind of been more the second half of the season, actually, kind of when we went to the uh, game there in D.C. for Boston against the Wizards, and Jason Tatum dropped a uh, 51-point game on the Wizards, and since then, the Celtics have been the best team in the NBA. They're one game out of the uh, top seed in the East. They were tied yesterday, but let uh, Brown and Tatum rest in yesterday's uh game and they fell in overtime by three points but this team is looking like the best and i think jason tatum deserves to be in the argument of a uh, mvp this season with the performance that he's had since then just looking up right now 27.1 points per game average wise and he's just dominating almost making 50 percent. he's at 45 percent field goals made and he is truly a leader for a team that, when we went to the game January 23rd, was a game under 500. and since then, they are now 47-29, and 29, and they play Miami tomorrow, and with a win there, they could be back to the one seed.
2: And to your point, 27 points a game for Tatum, 8.1 boards a game and 4.3 assists per game. Uh, This posted on NBA.com. He has now entered the conversation. This was a few days ago, March 25th. So he's officially entered the uh, conversation. Uh, I, I think I,
3: I wish I could see since that game there on the 23rd that we went to, to now what that average is yeah. instead of the entire Look season. Look it
2: up. It's probably somewhere. I think a, a serious contender, though, for the MVP has also got to be Nikola jo- Dro- Jokic. Jokic. Uh twenty-six point two points a game, thirteen point five rebounds a game and seven point nine assists uh per ball game. I think, you know, the Nuggets have had a pretty good season so far. Uh they've come up to a rough a rough stretch here lately. Uh but uh they're definitely a contending team and I think that helps Jokic's uh stock for the M V P race. I actually uh, said
1: Tatum would win MVP in the uh, preseason predictions that we had way back when. Uh, didn't really – was just throwing out kind of a curveball there. And uh, I don't know if he'll win it. I think the guy that makes a lot of sense, and I think he would have won it last year if he stayed healthy, I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. Um, averaging the second most points per game in the league, averaging a double-double, double, um, and could lead Philly to the one seed. I think Embiid just makes a lot of sense this year. Uh, he's been close the last couple of years, but injuries and not playing in all of the games or close to the amount of games uh, kind of held him back. Um, but, yeah, I'd go with Embiid this year.
5: I mean, you know what? The reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because I think it's such a wide-open race. There are so many different candidates that all have a good shot. I'm going to throw Giannis's name into the ring. I you know, know he's already got two rings, but the the guy's averaging – huh? He hey, we've though. got breaking news. What's that? Albert Albert Breer.
2: uh, At the NFL owners meetings this week, this is breaking news. Uh, Sources. NFL owners have passed the Indy Philly overtime proposal, allowing for both teams to have possession for playoffs only. I believe that then goes to the Players Association to vote on. I believe that's how that works. But that just came out moments ago. Wow. uh, From, I believe they're down in Palm Beach for uh, West Palm Beach area for that. But, uh, yeah, that's breaking news. Now back to the NBA. Sorry.
5: Well, yeah, we we can talk about that more in the next segment. Yeah, we will. Um, Anyway, no, I was just saying that I think Giannis should be considered, too, because, you know, he's already, he's already a multi-MVP winner. But the Bucs are just as good as they were last year as the NBA champions. He's playing some of the best basketball of his career, averaging 28 points. And he's had some health issues this year, too, but... The the team is just really solid this year and I think they've got a great chance to represent the East again in the finals. Um, so I'd consider him. I'd also consider Devin Booker for the Suns because Phoenix is pretty far and away the best team in the league this year. I don't really think it's even close. Um, I'd throw his name in there as the, the leader of that team. John Morant should get some consideration as well yeah. for Memphis because he's taken the Grizzlies from a fringe sort of playoff contender of the last couple seasons to probably the second best team in the league this year. And that Memphis team is young but they're really talented and he's the leader of that team as well. So, those are the three guys that I've kind of got my eye on right now. I don't think they're the favorites, but who knows? You know, they might get some love.
2: All right, now let's transition topics here. We've got to move through the rest of the show here. Uh women's final four uh team or games or Yeah. Elite Eight was is there tonight or no? It finished yesterday, so it was Sunday and Monday. Yes. All right. Uh, last night, a great game there between uh, UConn and NC State ended in double overtime, as uh, UConn gets the win, ninety-one to eighty-seven, and uh, thirty points there between the two periods, outscoring NC State, which was the number one seed by. Four points in the overtime period, and then the other game, number three Michigan against number one Louisville. Louisville got the easy twelve-point victory, sixty-two fifty, and kind of pulled away in that fourth quarter, only allowing seven points. But uh, final four begins, I believe, Thursday, Friday. It's Friday, uh, with. North Carolina, or excuse me, South Carolina and Louisville, both number one seeds, going at it at seven p.m. and then nine thirty. Number two, UConn against number one Stanford. Uh, the line for the UConn Stanford game at this current moment is even. Yeah, no, I, that, that, that makes sense. And that then South sense. Carolina is favored by eight against Louisville. Wow.
3: Yeah, South Carolina just seems like it, they're the best team this year. What they've done. And even that Elite Eight game, granted it was against 10th seeded Creighton, they won by 30 points. So I I don't know much about this women's side of things, but it seems like just following up with what I have seen that South Carolina should be the ones to win this year.
5: Yeah, I think they will be. Uh they'll probably end up winning it all as well. I mean, they've got three professional WNBA quality players on that team, Aaliyah Boston being the leader. Um, You know, she's a great rebounder. She can score inside. So they're just really dangerous. They're so good offensively. uh, No one can really seem to match up with them. So I think they've got a tough matchup against Louisville, though. Haley Van Lith is a great point guard, so they're going to have trouble with her. And then... You, you look in the other game too Stanford is the defending national champion UConn is UConn so battle of two powerhouses there I think we've got a, you know an interesting Final Four here I've got
2: something in college basketball uh, that pertains to a team we air on the station um, didn't realize it kind of slipped past last night I didn't see it on social media uh, WVU guard Sean McNeil to enter the transfer portal he announced on social media last night He is doing so that uh, he joins Jalen Bridges, Isaiah Contrell, Tay Thwait, you don't know how to say their name, and Seni Nadier. I could be saying that I was wrong. about to say, I don't know the. Uh, as WVU that plays well, anyway. the transfer portal after this season, five scholarship players remain from this year's roster with four newcomers who are signed or verbally committed to join the team in 2022 2023. Uh, Colin, just want to get your take on that. Yeah, I th- mean, this specifically, it's going to be a
3: uh, specifically completely different team. That,
2: those three guys there McNeil, Bridges, and Contrell. Well, Cuttrell Control and
3: moves. Bridges were immediate. Sean McNeil no, kind of surprises me. No, they kind
2: of played a lot this year. I,
3: I know. I, I was saying that they were immediate transfers, so they didn't really surprise me as much as this Sean McNeil transfer has. I, I don't know what will be the best landing spot for him. He started off the season doing pretty well, but when the other teams kind of figured him out, he's not really a playmaker, he's just a spot shooter. Yes, when he's on, he could be one of the best players in the nation from the three-point arc. But we saw a lot of inconsistency from WVU when he was there, and I, I don't know where he will land. I, I don't know what team that I guess is competitive, unless he doesn't really care about that anymore. He just was done with West Virginia, but he was a hundred we'll points
2: away from being a thousand-point scorer. So.
3: Well, I mean, he'll still probably get that. It'll just be, where does he go? But this WVU team's going to be a completely different team next year, and it'll be interesting to see what Huggins does with them.
2: It will definitely be interesting to see what Huggins can do with them, and that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated and located right here in Martinsburg at 360 and Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, NFL. That's next after this two-minute break.
4: I'm breathing deeper than
5: I've ever Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's
4: in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsinis Orsini's.com. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute World-Class Heart Care are close to home.
3: Are you considering selling your home and don't know where to start? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Phone Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams at 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together life can get in the way these days we all know that work commitments, social commitments volunteer commitments, family commitments you put your heart into all of it you've got enough to worry about already, your roof shouldn't be one of those things everything should just work but when your roof is in need of an upgrade you shouldn't have to worry about that either modern renovations your four state roofing solution reminding you that home is
2: where the heart really is Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the 9th Annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. Does it look shaky? Nah, I think it's a little.
5: Are you sure?
3: Man, you gotta get that thing off soon. Yeah, 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 it's
2: back in to the sports mix today here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page as well as WRNR underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, before we get into this NFL segment, uh, we've got a little breaking news from the MLB at Bad App. MLB and Apple announced the first half of 2022 uh, Friday night baseball schedule streaming for free on Apple TV Plus starting April 8th. So free baseball on apple that new streaming that new streaming partnership that they started uh that they announced in the middle of the lockout uh probably about a little over a month ago and uh, everybody was mad that they announced it in the lockout because there was really no baseball near uh it'll now be for free so that helps a lot of people out
1: especially
3: well, after if you have apple tv well it's, it's for free. free so nothing in life is free free for those subscribers though probably no, it's no? free I'd have to read that again.
2: I believe it is free. All right, let's talk some NFL football, but before apparently uh, Shepard football had its pro day today. Uh, What do we know about that, guys? Well, I
1: would presume Chris Lane and Ponce de Leon are uh, members of Players Trying Out, where we are going to have Coach McCook on the show tomorrow to give us a little bit more details on the pro day. And I know their spring game is coming up in a few weeks, so we'll probably talk a little bit about that. But uh, those two, I, I would... Presume two of the players that are working out. Uh, also, I would think that most of the seniors at least are giving it a shot. Even though obviously we know a D- Division two football player being drafted is rare, but you gotta go out there and give it a shot. So I would think Gontarik is probably out there too. Um, maybe even Alex Wetzel. Uh, you know, so any of the seniors I would presume are, are, are taking part uh, to at least maybe get that look and, and if not get drafted have a chance at either the nfl or maybe in the future the canadian league or usfl any of those leagues could be a possibility uh for those guys so um that's what i would expect is going on today
2: speaking of pro days do we know when like wv's pro day is or marshall's pro day i do not the internet does I uh, can't find it i guess it's still upcoming nothing about the marshall pro day at least uh, what about was, WVU?
1: I don't know when it was
2: last year. WVU Pro Day, I think it's today.
3: That'd be interesting. If or yesterday. It could be, since it was a month out of the uh, draft, as we mentioned yesterday.
2: Yeah, it looks like West Virginia The 28th. It's today. There, there it be. is. Today, starting at 1 o'clock. And I believe, according to this list I'm reading, Marshall's is tomorrow. So... A lot of things coming out here in the Mountain State about Pro Days. Uh, but we'll talk more about Shepherd's Pro Day and uh, maybe their schedule for 2022 with Shepherd head football coach Ernie McCook tomorrow on the show. But now let's get to the NFL. We just talked about that overtime rule uh, that did get passed. I don't believe it needs to be passed by the PA. I think it just goes automatically. I, I'm not too sure exactly how that works, but I'm seeing that it's automatic.
1: I think it needs to go through Congress first. <laughs> then goes to the senate <laughs> and then maybe the president will sign all him. right well what do we think you do so, realize
3: congress is both house and senate right you it's know how what, what do we
1: think civics and economics was a class that i took and that was a long time
2: ago. <laughs> what do we think about each team being able to possess the ball in the nfl in overtime in playoffs only what do we think
3: i don't know why it's only playoffs i feel like it should be for the don't entire think you know but why it's, it's only playoffs at Scotland. least it's progress i, think I, I you mean know why But it should be the entire season. I mean, I feel like nobody in this room will disagree with me on that. I will. Why?
1: Because play defense, you know? You have a chance to get a stop, get a stop. It's part of the game. Like The league is so offensive-oriented, and we forget that defense is a major part of football. So just get a stop.
3: So do you disagree with the rule completely then?
1: I mean, I don't really care. Like I'm fine with changing it a little bit, but I think... Just changing it for the playoffs, and just because Buffalo lost the game because they couldn't stop Kansas
3: City, is. Stupid. But that's not the only time we've seen that.
1: It ha- the very next week, a team—I can't remember which game went overtime—but a team got a stop and they won the game. It
5: was the AFC Championship. Bengals yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, they picked off Pat Mahomes and then they went down the field and kicked the field goal and won the, the won the conference. That's true. So yeah, I no, I agree with you, Nick. I I think that this rule is silly because you can just stop the other team on, on on offense. And I think also, too, this rule kind of paves the way for teams maybe getting tired in overtime. If both teams have to possess the ball offensively, then you might not get as good quality football as you would earlier in the game. You know, if Does the defense gonna... not get
3: tired? I
5: mean, I mean yeah, that, that's easier said tired, than done sure.
3: with you guys saying just get a stop.
1: I mean – You can have that on the first possession too. Like, I watched a billion games this year. It seemed like for the Ravens that they went to overtime and lost because they couldn't score on their first possession. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, if you. I don't. I'm not against the rule completely, but I'm just tired of every time a team loses, you got to make a rule change. The Saints lost because there was a bad call on the field, and they're like, all right, let's review now pass interference.
2: And then didn't they drop that the next year? Yeah. Yeah. Then they dropped
1: it the next year. And it's like. just They're just being private planes doesn't mean we got to change every rule.
2: There you go. Uh, other rule implemented yesterday that they approved was part of the Rooney rule. they expanded it and said all teams have to hire at least one minority woman coach, I believe. I don't know if it
5: was woman or not the, I
2: believe it's women. <laughs> I believe that was put into there. Uh, let me double check on that. I remember seeing that yesterday. Uh, but I think that was the rule change, is that there has to be a woman coach, uh, offensive coach. Every team must add a
3: minority. Yeah, coach. the one that I saw was all teams must add one minority offensive coach. The,
2: the Rooney rule expands to include women's uh, women, so you have to interview at least one woman.
5: One woman candidate for each?
2: Yes. Okay. I don't know if that includes head coaching positions,
5: because... Why is well, it think, only I offensive they, coaches, I think though? they stipulate which positions yeah. they, they have to do it for. Yeah. Um, I think
1: maybe the majority of uh, minority coaches are on the defensive side, so maybe that's why it is on offense.
2: Um, that, that makes a little
5: sense to me,
1: because I can't think of too many minority offensive coaches. I mean, there's Byron which as an offensive coordinator. Eric
5: Biannimi is yeah. another one.
1: But I, I think th- I think I saw something about this, how the majority of the minority coaches were defensive position coaches or defensive coordinators.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now let's talk about the Bills getting a new stadium. You know what that means?
3: The we're, Bills are getting a new stadium?
5: We're going to get a Super Bowl. No, we are
3: not. Yeah. No, that's we are the not. Most,
2: that's the new unwritten rule in the no, NFL. You build and the stadium. long-time
3: unwritten rule is that Super Bowls aren't played in the cold. All right, well the bills are
2: getting a heck of a deal from the state of new york and the county entities i believe we talked about this yesterday on the show a little bit uh new york state giving them 600 million erie county giving them 250 million
3: yeah because they want Um, them to stay
2: peg pegula Pegula? yes pegula pegula sports and entertainment is 350 million with the overrun risk i'm assuming they're going to take the risk of if they have to go over and the nfl giving them 200 million uh that's a lot of money from other entities. That's eight hundred fifty dollars in state slash local money for the bills. Uh that is does that set the market for any new stadiums being built? Uh like for yeah, one that's for one that on hopefully will be built here in the next uh five to eight years in the DC Maryland, Virginia area. Because uh, there's no way the commanders are gonna get eight hundred and fifty million from D C Maryland or Virginia.
1: There's I don't no see way why
5: not?
2: You don't see why not?
5: I see why not.
1: I mean, <laughs> Buffalo is a smaller area than That's the DMV. That's true. But Buffalo probably has a more loyal fan base than the DMV for Washington. And
3: probably a easier well, owner to maybe get along with. I, I don't know. Also, uh, also never Terry met either.
2: Pagola's net worth is $5.4 billion, almost two times as much as Dan Snyder. So there you go.
5: Well, the Bill Stadium was also built in 1973. It was very old and outdated even with the renovations that they've done to it. So they needed a new stadium. It was an old like bowl-style stadium, so they had to get rid of it. The Commander Stadium is 20 years old. FedEx Field was built in 1997. You can renovate it. I don't th- I think th- this whole new stadium proposal thing is I, silly to me, frankly. I don't know. I think they I but think, the
3: location's bad. You've seen yeah. so many issues with FedEx. If you do that, you have to there's like only have, so There's only so many there's no times way they you
2: can polish it. It take like a whole year to do renovations. I don't
1: understand how they messed their stadium up so bad. The yeah. Ravens opened in 96,
2: 98, but
1: Yeah, but their stadium was built a year yeah, later yep. in 90 or two I, I, I that's a good question. And right MT right Bank on. has gotten major renovations and it's still one of the best stadium venues in, in the NFL. So you know what has Washington done to not renovate or not make little improvements
2: to the stadium? Because I know what it is right here. For the last ten years, when they've made improvements, they've made the entertainment value factor improvements. By that, I mean adding a bar over here, adding party deck over here, adding new concession stand areas, adding new stadium store, adding new suites. Not, they've been neglecting stadium upkeep. Not upkeep of the stadium. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Which That's is what I'm saying. They should do. Like you know, all those other things are nice and complimentary, whatever. But you got to make sure the stadium has functioning plumbing, and you have to make sure it has functioning. You know, the seats are are wh- like whatever. The, there are other more important things like stadium maintenance that you got to focus on. And with a stadium that's not even 25 years old, that should be your priority instead of just finding a whole new place somewhere else. But when the opportunity
3: comes to find a new place somewhere else where you can get a dome to possibly have other things like a Super Bowl concerts, and get more revenue, wouldn't you take that?
5: I, I suppose, but I'm just I'm not in favor of a team trashing their stadium that they haven't even had for 30 years. I mean, come on, like... It's not old enough to get rid of it. You got to put it at least, put in a little effort to try and renovate the current one before you look somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Well, that does should
1: it. be played outside.
5: That's right. <laughs> all all right, these there you fancy
1: go. domes.
2: Yeah, but if you build a a dome, you get the Super Bowl. How about that? Is that the unwritten rule? If you build a dome stadium, you get the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, Like Minnesota? Yeah. They got a Super Bowl up there. All right. Well, that does it
1: for that, and it collapsed.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix and uh, talk a little. Uh, capitals and wizards and also uh, new uniforms for two teams Uh, new Nike concept uniforms for uh, two teams here in the DC area we'll talk about that as we wrap things up next on today's edition of the sports mix
0: Let's go! Took some beers! Mountaineer
5: Grill
2: and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials including trivia night Monday, karaoke Tuesday, steak night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday night, boneless wing night, and on Friday and Saturday nights there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go!
4: Took some beers! Mountaineer!
0: Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 exit 5 in would helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 1 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the Defensive Rifle Carbine 1 course April 24th. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a Control 4 system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music. Or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. Put decades of experience to work for you. Visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931.
2: to this final segment of the Sports Mix here on your March 29th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Puehnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport here. So we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix and uh, we'll talk a little D.C. sports here. Uh, first on the docket, we'll talk uh, Caps and Hurricanes. Uh, Caps beat the Hurricanes twice in the month of March. Thought it'd be a little better game last night, but they uh, they got uh, Shellac 6-1. to one. It was not a good outing there for Tech Vanacek behind net. Uh, Caps just really couldn't get anything going. It just seemed like... Uh, they weren't the team that we had just seen for the last couple of weeks
3: yeah they had a down to nothing early and then got the first power play goal there from tom wilson to make it 2-1 immediately you got a power play after that and you were like all right maybe they can you know get something going here next thing you knew we thought Ovechkin scored to tie it up turned out there was a penalty the other way against oshi that was a uh, clear an obvious penalty before that against Carolina that the officials missed and nobody scored there Caps got another power play loud shorthanded goal because Johansson kind of slipped up defensively and you're down 3-1 and the Caps were just out of it there kind of seemed like they gave up and let the game slip there you go, and the Caps,
2: they uh—they get some days off. They're not in action again until Sunday, so maybe they get this out of their minds to get ready for a run to end the season, I believe, final eight games coming up uh, before the end of the season. They've got a month left in the season today, and they'll, uh, they've got a few games in hand upon everybody else else in the east division and by the time sunday rolls around they should be about even with the rest of the teams in the east division uh but we'll turn it over talk a little bit of wizards here uh wizards back in action tonight 7 p.m looking to make it three games in a row three wins in a row at home facing the bulls we'll actually join in progress of that game most likely after the end of baseball unless it goes early we'll join that at 6:45. uh but i Don't necessarily know that that will happen, but we will have Wizards basketball on Talk Radio WRNR after baseball tonight. Uh, Wizards actually uh, posted something today. Uh, So did the Nationals. They're doing the the Nike City Connect uniforms. And Nick, do you have a couple pictures there? No, did you? No, I
1: don't have those. But
2: uh, the Wizards got their
1: cherry blossom uniforms. They're going to use those next season. Um, You know, they're pink. They have the flower on them. I don't know. I don't really care. I hope they don't wear them as much as they wear their I thought they alternates. would just, they're
2: for next year. I thought they would just pop them up and wear them this week because this is the cherry blossom. That week. would make sense. But again, it's the Washington
1: Wizards. When did they ever make sense? So, um, bingo. You know, they look fine, I guess. I mean, I don't think they're going to wear them like a ton. So it's. Just an alternate uniform, but it is weird now in the NBA. It seems like teams wear their alternates more than their standard uniforms,
2: because uh, that's what people want to see. Does a
1: apparently.
3: court come with it? Uh, probably, I think so. likely. I think there will be.
1: Um, there's something else I was gonna say. Uh, one that bothers me in particular is when the Milwaukee Bucks like to wear blue, because the Bucks aren't blue. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always thinking, is that the Mavericks? And I'm like, oh no, that's the Bucks.
5: Yeah, that's a kind of a common theme of a lot of the new Nike uniforms is that teams are wearing colors that just normally aren't associated with them. And so I'm going to sound like an old fogey here, but I don't really care. I just I want to know what team I'm watching, man. Like, I don't like, just to your point, I don't like seeing the Bucks wearing blue. I don't like seeing the Spurs wearing teal and pink and whatever. Like, it's not their colors. The Nationals did the same thing as well. Uh, they have their
2: blue alternate like a light blue uniform here uh with wsh for washington outlined in like or underline uh, an, it's a light blue i thought it was more of a black maybe it's a black and with it has design flowers on it and then it has pink blossoms on it uh I don't know if they'll rock those this season, but you can buy them at the Nats team store starting tomorrow at 10 a.m. for a launch party. Uh, Maybe we'll get to see those up close next week. Colin and I will be at the uh, Nationals Park there April 6th, uh, day before opening day, for uh, a little preview of what uh, they've got going on this year at the park. But that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Dupuy uh, saying so long. Tune in t- uh, 5 p.m. tonight, 440, for Jefferson at Musselman Baseball. And then uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 1208.